0: Good morning, everyone. How are you guys today? It is a beautiful Mother's Day, isn't it? The Lord blessed us this morning, and I just am so thankful to be able to be here and get to share with you guys this morning. I I love mothers, I am one, I have one, (laughs) I have daughters and a daughter-in-law that are mothers and uh, I just want to say Happy Mother's Day to every one of you this morning, whether you're a mama or you're a grandma or a great-grandma and I just love the list that Rod gave um, of all the different ways that you can be a mom because I was thinking there's, there's people that are raising somebody else's children, you know, and there's even spiritual moms. So I just say Happy Mother's Day to you, you are honored here this morning. We can see that just in every way, and I honor you this morning as well. So let's just open in a word of prayer. So Father, we just thank you so much for this wonderful day to come together and celebrate moms, and I just thank you for the privilege to be able to be here and get to talk to the moms today, Lord. And so just fill me with your spirit, enable me by your spirit fill your spirit in this room. I pray that you would give us ears to hear what the spirit is saying to the church. it's in your name that we pray, Lord. Amen. So I have given my message this morning a title, and it is Be Strong. And if you're a mom you know that that's a good word, right? We need that word as moms. Be strong. And I believe that this is the word that the Lord has for you today because he gave it to me in in a really wonderful way. Rod had asked me to come and share this morning and he'd asked me a few months ago, told me, no hurry. And I had prayed, and the Lord wasn't really giving me anything. And then um, one night I said to him, about a month later, I said, you know, Lord, I really need to know if you're calling me to do this or not. I really need kind of an absolute answer. And uh, he's so faithful. The next morning I got up, and the Lord ministered to me. Before I even got out of bed, the Lord had given me something. And then I got up and was doing my devotions. And there was a word for me that was just a, it was God's way of saying, "Uh uh-huh. To me, yeah, you're to do this. But the really neat thing was, not only did that happen, but I opened my journal to write a couple things down and I saw this page of scriptures. And actually, my message this morning is off of a page of my personal journal. And the Lord just kind of gave me the outline for this morning. So I know, you know, when I even thought about it later, like, is that really what you want me to share? It was like, yeah. He had given it to me immediately. So I know this is a word for you this morning. And I want to look at motherhood this morning through the lens of ministry because really it is a ministry being a mom. I was sharing a few weeks back at um, my church. We are going through... Timothy, 2 Timothy at the time. And um, I was teaching on uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, where Paul is exhorting Timothy not to get entangled in the affairs of everyday life. We know that verse. But what I said to the morning that what the ladies that morning was, I said, You guys, you know what? This is the thing. You wives and you mothers, you are all entangled in the affairs of everyday life, right? That is your life. That's your ministry. Now we can. be all caught up in doing what God has called us to do without being entangled in the affairs of this world or the world system or uh, the ways of the world. But for moms of young families in particular, you are all, you are by nature all caught up in everyday life from the minute your family gets out of bed in the morning, right? Think about it. And you run in, you fix them breakfast, you pack their lunches, you try to get everything together, their backpacks and everything, and you drop them off at school, and then you run to the grocery store and you buy all those things that you wrote on the list the evening before, and then later that day you're going to cook those things, and then you're going to clean up after them later as well. (laughs) You burp your babies, you change your diapers, you make beds, you pick up clothes. Isn't that the day in the life of a mom? You vacuum, you mop, and that goes on and on and on. That is your ministry. Your family and your home are your ministry. I know that even with all of that, many of you out there have full-time jobs. I don't know how you do it, but you do all of that, and you also go to work. And I am amazed by you, so congratulations. And even if you have a job in the midst of all the things that you do as a mom, I still believe that your primary ministry is your home and your family. And so I'm going to be sharing this morning from that perspective. There was a time last fall that, um, I was really being troubled by the enemy, and I think we all know what that looks like and what that feels like, because probably, if you're a Christian, you've been troubled by the enemy. I was asked to do something at my church that was actually relatively small. It was not a big deal, and it should not have been a big deal for me, but the enemy got in my head. I don't even remember what happened, but something happened that opened me up, and the enemy got into my head. And began to bring uneasy thoughts to me over this thing that I had been asked to do. I wanted to say, no, I won't be able to do that. I'm going to be busy that night. <laughs> but I knew that not only that I wasn't going to be busy that night, but I also knew that there was absolutely no reason for me to say no and that I needed to say yes. And the Lord was so good to give me just the sense that this struggle that I was going through had really to do with my Position at the church. It wasn't really about that thing that I was asked to do. It was really about my position at the church. But there was this thing that was troubling me and I was struggling. And I don't know if you guys know what I am talking about, but I would imagine that many of you do. You know how the enemy can come into the equation, a very simple equation, but the enemy comes in and he brings a level of darkness and he kind of hangs around and colors everything that you're thinking. Have you guys experienced that before? Well, I was in the muck of that kind of a darkness. And I was at church one Sunday evening. And um, I had told a friend of mine at church that night, would you be praying for me? Because I'm just struggling a little bit, you know. And I'd gone back to my seat. And we were standing up and beginning to worship the Lord that night. And as I'm standing there worshiping the Lord, he's so good and he's so faithful, he began to speak to me. And he put a verse on my mind that night. And the verse that entered my mind that night was the verse where King David was in a dark place himself. And he says this, he says, though I am weak today, I am anointed. Now, David was the king. He was the king of Israel. And it didn't matter how he was feeling at the moment. It didn't matter if he felt strong at the moment like everything was going well and strongly he did it didn't matter if he was feeling weak at the moment like things were not going well it didn't matter how he was feeling at that moment he was the anointed king and the lord was ministering to me at that moment the same in the same way i was the person anointed for my position in the church no matter what I was feeling at that time. It didn't matter if I was feeling weak. I was the anointed person. And I want to say that word to you, ladies, this morning, you mothers. You are anointed. You are the anointed mother in your home. That is a, the fact of the matter. It doesn't matter how you're feeling at this moment or time, it doesn't matter how strong you're feeling about how you're doing as a mother or how weak you're feeling, whether you're doing the best job ever and like there should be some kind of an award for you out of the whole group of women in this room because you are the best mother here. doesn't matter if that's how you feel or if you're in that place of darkness and questioning yourself and wondering if you're doing a good job at all. I say to you this morning that though you may be weak, you are anointed. You're anointed to do The ministry that he has called you to do. And that is a word for everybody in this room. Every one of you, you are anointed to do the ministry that God has called you to do. And if you're a mom, then that ministry is raising up your children. I remember thinking that night at church when the Lord put that verse in my mind that's me that's me. I feel weak right now, like I can't even do this very simple task that's been put in front of me. But no matter what I'm feeling, I've been anointed to do the job. So that night, I wanted to see that verse for myself. Do you ever do that? When God puts a verse in your mind, it's, you want to see it in the Word. So I, we're worshiping, but I sat down and I opened my Bible and I started looking for that verse. I knew that it was kind of whereabouts it was. I knew it was either in 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, 1 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles, 1 Kings, 2 Kings, somewhere in that vicinity of the Bible. So I began to look for it in those particular chapters. And as I began to look for that verse, the Lord began to speak to me. And I love it when he does that. Don't you love it when the Lord just begins almost to download something to you? And you know how it is when he begins to speak. It's almost like everything you look at pertains to that thing that he's saying to you at that moment. So every page that I turned in my Bible, looking for that one little tiny verse, (laughs) held a treasure in it for me. It was actually a message that God had given me years before in my ministry at Harvest when he had called me up to a higher level of position. And now he was giving these words to me again for this new season in my ministry. Now remember, I'm feeling weak. I'm feeling very limited And I'm feeling unable to do even a very simple task. And sometimes when you're overwhelmed, sometimes the simplest task can put you over the edge. You know, does anybody ever feel that way? Like this little tiny thing that that shouldn't be anything. Why is it so hard for me? But sometimes even a simple thing can be overwhelming in view of the larger call that God has on your life. The first scripture that night that the Lord ministered to me was 1st Chronicles 18:6 and 18:13. They're both exactly the same verse, very simple verses, but so good for me, exactly what I needed to see at that very moment and God knew it. And the scripture says, "And the Lord helped David wherever he went." And I had written at the top of my page in my Bible, "And the Lord helped Linda wherever she went." And that is a word for you ladies today, you mamas. You can put your name in that verse. The Lord is with you, just like he was with David. And it is his good intention to help you wherever you go. Even to help you wherever you are, in the moment that you're in right now, in your life. It is his good intention to help you wherever you are, and wherever you go even if he takes you someplace that you never thought you were going to go and you're wondering how will this ever work out the lord will help you wherever you go the second scripture god gave me that night was first chronicles 19:13 and it says this be strong and let us show ourselves courageous for the sake of our people and for the cities of our god and may the lord do what is good in his sight be strong and courageous. For who? For the sake of your people. For the sake of your family. For the sake of your ministry. Be strong and courageous, ladies, for the sake of your family. They need you. Your family needs you. That's whether you're a mom of a brand new baby, or you're a great grandmother, and you've got your daughter, and her daughter, and their baby. Your family needs you. Especially thinking of, as our small children. I was thinking, you know, we're really that, that mother of a young family, the most critical component in their life. Um, again, especially when you have small children. What happens in your home when your child falls down? What is the first thing they say? Mom, mom, right? It doesn't matter how old they are. Mom, I need you. Where are you? I need you. Your children need you. Be strong for them. The NIV says this, be strong and let us fight bravely for our people and the cities of our God. The Lord will do what is good in his sight. He's gonna work it all out and he's gonna do what is good in his sight. Sometimes you as a mom are going to have to fight for your family. You've probably already had to do that. You dads too, be strong and courageous and fight. I remember instances where I had to fight for my children. I was their advocate I needed to step in sometimes and make sure that things were done correctly for them. I remember one time in particular that my daughter was getting ready to go to hair school. She was in high school still when she started hair school, and she... um, was going to go to a, something God totally provided for us, an ROTC program where she could start her school. And it, the, it was through her high school. And so it was just really a, a blessing. But we went to the school that was going to be where she was going to go. And we walked in and we knew there was it was not the school for her. We just knew immediately there were several things that were just like, we just knew it wasn't the place. And so we went and checked out another school um, that we thought maybe she can go to this one. We went in there and it was just almost the opposite. We just walked in and we knew immediately this is where she's supposed to be. Well, so I checked into it and I said, you know, this is where she wants to go. And they said, oh no, you have to go to this school. But you know how it is sometimes when you just know no, I feel like she's supposed to be at that school. So I I pushed the door a little, and I got back a, "Mm mm-mm, no, you have to go over here. So I pushed the door a little bit harder, and I got back, "Mm mm-mm. And then I pushed the door even harder. I think I might have even had to write some letters and do some things like that. But guess what happened? That door eventually opened up wide for my daughter to go through. You know, it was the Lord that gave me the insight to push on that door, and it would open. I'm not a pushy person, and I'm the first to say, well, that must be God's will. Okay, well, this is the way it's supposed to be. I really, it's an easy, that's an easy route for me to go, but every now and then, something inside says no, and it did at that time. Sometimes we have to get pushy for our families. We have to get pushy, and sometimes we do, and that's okay, because we fight for the ones that we love. The next verse that God gave me was 1 Chronicles 28, 20. And at this point, David is preparing for the building of the temple. And he's speaking to his son Solomon, who will carry out the work. And as I'm reading this verse, think of the building of the temple being the building of your home and the building of your family. And this is what that verse says. It says, be strong and of good courage and do it. Do not fear nor be dismayed. And remember, he's telling Solomon this do it. Don't fear or be dismayed, for the Lord God, my God, David is saying, will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you until you have finished the work for the service of the house of the Lord. And that's the King New King James Version, but I want to read this out of another version. The New English Translation says it this way, be strong and brave. And there's that word brave again. That's such a good word. Sometimes we have to really be brave. Be strong and brave, do it. Don't be afraid and don't panic for the Lord God, my God is with you. He will not leave you nor abandon you before all the work for the service of the Lord's temple is finished. Isn't that a good work. He will not abandon you. And the Living Bible, which I don't know the last time I ever quoted a verse from the Living Bible, but I happened to look at it and it was so good. It says, be strong and courageous and get to work. You mamas, you have to get to work and you know that it's hard work. Don't be frightened by the size of the task for the Lord, my God, is with you. He will not forsake you. He will see to it that everything is finished correctly. Everything will come out correctly. Don't be frightened by the size of the task. It's a big one to be sure. Motherhood, being a mother, raising up children is a very big task. But don't let that lead you into panic. The Lord is with you and he will see to it that everything is finished correctly. When my children were young, I'm going to be very honest here and tell you that I felt like I was failing about 90% of the time. Every now and then I had a day that I thought, oh, I did that one good. But most of the time I felt like I just wasn't doing as good as I should be doing. And I don't know why, but for me, the older my kids got, the easier they became. Teenagers were easier for me than toddlers. And I don't know if it's just my personality. Some of you moms out there are just natural moms. It's so easy for you to be patient and to be kind with your little ones. But many of you know exactly what I'm talking about because it's hard Raising children is hard, and you know how much you need the help from Jesus. I always say that it was prayer that enabled me to raise my children well, and they've grown grown up to be just wonderful people. By the way, (laughs) I've got to say that. Um, But I give all the credit to God. I was constantly on my knees asking Him for His help. I would pray, "Help me be a better mother." It was usually at the end of the day. Everybody was in bed, and I'd be on my knees. Oh Lord, help me! Help me to be more patient tomorrow. I always had these little vows I would make with the Lord. Tomorrow, I'm going to be the best mother ever and I'm not going to get mad no matter what happens, and I'm going to be calm, and I'm going to be patient, and then I'd get up the next morning, and you guys all know the story, how it goes. It wouldn't take five minutes, and something would happen that would have me tearing my hair out, right? You know how that, how that is. Marriage and motherhood taught me more about myself than anything else that I've been through in life. And I think most of you guys would agree, both the men and the women here, there is nothing more wonderful than marriage, but there's nothing harder. Would you agree? And there is nothing more wonderful than children and having your children, but there's nothing harder. Would you agree? That's where it gets hard. I remember my husband and I sitting around one day and we'd had some people over to the house like a little party or something and everybody was gone and you know how you sit and kind of reminisce over what just happened and we were talking about our kids they weren't in the room and we were just saying wow they're just such great people and by this time they were like teenagers and gosh they're so wonderful I'm so proud of them and all of a sudden I realized the Lord had answered all my prayers it was oh my gosh God answered my prayers I could see it I don't think I'd really stopped and seen how he had answered my prayers all those days at the end of the day when I got on my knees and asked him to help me. The Lord won't abandon you, ladies, as you raise your families. He won't forsake you. You'll not ever be left alone to do the job of raising your children for the Lord. There was one more verse that the Lord ministered to me that evening. It was First Chronicles 14, verse 2. It says, and David realized that the Lord had established him as king over Israel and that his kingdom was highly exalted for the sake of his people, Israel. Now I'm going to read that again and I want you guys to think, and it's on the screen you can look at. It. I want you to think about these words in relationship to your position as mother and father. But David realized that God had placed him, established him as king over Israel and that his kingdom was highly exalted for the sake of his people. The first time the Lord gave me that verse, again, it was years ago, right as he was placing me over a large women's Bible study at the church at that time. And then last September, he ministered it to me again. He was saying to me, I've given you this place. I've given you this position for the sake of the people. It's for them. It's not about you, and it's not for you. It's about them, and it's for them. And I want to say that to you mothers this morning. You've been given this position of motherhood in your home for the sake of your people, for the sake of your family. You've been highly exalted to this position for them. You've been given this privilege of being the one to nurture them and to raise them and to lead them into the promised land of knowing and walking with the God of the universe. That's you who has been called to that high position. It's a high position. Joshua 1 3 says, Every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you, just as I gave it to Moses. That is the promise, ladies. God called Joshua to lead his people into the promised land, right? He has called you to do the very same thing with your people your family. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads, every piece of spiritual ground that you take is for you and it's for your children. Everything promised to us in Christ is yours and it's your children's. And that's why we need to know the word. That's why it's so important to be in the word. We need to know what those promises are so that we can grab hold of them and take them. It's all yours. It's all yours. There's nothing withheld from anyone in this room. Every promise is yours. And we take our children into those promises. Mothers and fathers, we lead them in. We give them the land. We prepare them to walk in all that God has for them and in all that he's calling them to do. And you know what? Your kids are different. If you have more than one child, you know this. They're different. And the call on each of their lives is different. Don't hamper them. Let them develop into the person that he's calling them to be. And you'll raise your kids exactly the same way, right? You raise them in the same home the same way, but they're going to all be different. And remember, your friend's children are different as well. Don't think that they have to be like your kids. God has a different calling on them too. You know, I love it that we raised our son and our daughter exactly the same way, but they came out to be such different people. And not only that, but their children are being raised so differently. It's actually very, very interesting. My 11 year old grandson, he just turned 11 on Wednesday, he has been raised so differently than my granddaughter. My grandson has lived, they lived in Portland for years up until recently in a high-rise um condo you know he's their book people they don't have a tv he's a very much a city boy a big city boy um they've traveled everywhere that's their life he had a passport with uh, his picture on it when he was seven months old he's been to a lot more places than i've been because i've only been out of the country once but um he is a city boy he speaks fluent french he was uh he's gone to a french immersion school and um so he has two languages, and like I said, he's he's a very he's a boy with a very different life than lots of little boys. Now my nine-year-old granddaughter, on the other hand, and she's going to be ten in three weeks, so they're just about a year apart, which is so neat. Um, she's just the opposite. She's a total outdoor girl. They are live. My daughter and her family live in a rural city in Oregon, just a little tiny city there, and. Um, She learned how to use a bow and arrow years ago. I've got a picture of her in her backyard shooting at a target. And (laughs) I have a picture of her that they sent to me recently. They were in a sporting goods shop and she was trying out a rifle. She had her glasses on, the goggles, and I have this picture of her. That's my granddaughter. She's this outdoor girl. She goes hunting with her dad. She also is an indoor girl. She loves to cook with her mom. But um, she goes to a Christian school where there's like 13 kids that they're gonna all graduate together. So she lives this very different country life. So my grandkids are actually really complete opposites. I can't wait to see how God is going to use each one of them because they're so different and they're being raised so differently. I really believe that their unique way of being raised will work itself into a unique calling of God. On their lives. And I want to say that to all of you guys. You're raising your kids the way you know how to raise your kids. God will use everything that you pour into them in the calling that He has on their lives. I think that's a word to you guys. Don't worry about everything. Just do your best. Just do your best. Don't feel like you have to build certain memories into your children's lives. Memories are great, but they're getting memories every day. Everything that you do as a family together, you're building memories and you're bringing them in to be that person that God is calling them to be. Joshua 1, 6-9 says, Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land. You're going to give your kids possession of the land, which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law of Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left, so that you may have success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I shared that last verse of that passage with my grandson Oh, I didn't tell you. They've moved to Ecuador. (laughs) They moved from Portland, Oregon to Ecuador, and they live in Ecuador now just about eight months ago. And um, when he started school in September, um, and I knew it was his first day of school, and I was just praying for him. You can imagine how I felt as a grandma with him going to a brand new school in another country. And I um, sent him that last scripture. I just said, Jack, don't be afraid. This is God's word. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go, even to a new school in another country that you've never been in before. Right around the same time, my daughter called me. It might have been the same day or the next day. And she told me about a friend that had asked her to pray for her brother who was a youth pastor in Oregon. And he had been... um, Falsely accused of a crime, and he was going to court that morning. And I just said, Annette, you've got to give this this verse you've got to give this to him because this is for him. And I'm going to read it one more time. Have I not commanded you? It's a command from the Lord, be strong and courageous. This was a word for this young man. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And my daughter passed that word on to her friend that morning, and she passed it on to her brother before he went to court. And I got a text later that day. He said, that was a word from the Lord for me. And that's a word from the Lord for you. I hand that word off to you today. And I want to read it to you out of the message. This is your marching orders. Strength, courage, don't be timid, don't get discouraged. God, your God, is with you every step you take. Let's pray. So, Father, thank you, God. Lord, you are so good. Lord, you have called up each one of these moms. You've given them their children, God. You've given them these particular children for them to raise in the way of the Lord. God, you have so much for the children, you have so much for the families. I just pray heaps of blessing upon every mom in this room today. I pray that throughout the day, you'd give these moms kisses. Just let them know how important they are, God, and how you're using them in the lives of their family. It's in your name that we pray, amen.